0: Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook, and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com earful, and be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show.
1: And we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of the Earful of Fantasy podcast. I'm your host, Liam Madigan-Fried, joined by my co-host and good friend, Chris Maitland. Chris,
0: how the heck are you doing there, guy? Oh, delightful. I'm just, I'm just, I'm confused why you asked me to do this, but <laughs> delighted nonetheless. I'm ready. I'm going to bring the, the most takes I can possibly think of, and hopefully people will show up. <laughs>
1: Well, unfortunately, the restraining orders against me from Garofolo, Rappaport, I mean, even Shefty told me not to call him anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> I to his house. Um, yeah, so you were kind of like the last, second to last on the list. I almost hit up um, the, the guy who raps in Lynn on the street corner. I don't know if you know that guy. Which, uh, which one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there there is a plethora of them to choose from. But Was it J Was well, it
0: Stell? Uh, uh, I'll have to check the roster on that one. Okay. That's that, that's our next fantasy league. Yeah, but, we're bringing we're anyway. bring, we're bringing the listeners in quick with some some uh, local uh, local rap references. That that uh, you guys are familiar North Shore, Massachusetts, great rap scene. Check it oh, out. Yeah,
1: especially the homeless pop,
0: homeless population that stands on street exactly. corners. Probably probably anyway. better than, probably better than the actual Boston M C S. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Anyways, continue. Football.
1: Yeah. Well. That's cool. <laughs> well, anyway, to give you guys a little background on the show, rather than rugby, me and Chris will be talking NFL fantasy football, along with other uh, little news and developments surrounding the National Football League. Feel free to hit us up online during or after the show with, as our Corey, uh, as our producer Corey would say, your news, views, and
0: abuse. I'm from yeah. Iowa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you can Forget find us on again. Twitter. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, at EO Fantasy, and on our Facebook page, Earful of fantasy. Also, look us up on your podcast provider right now and add the show because we're only going to be on EOD's normal feed for about another week or two. So, without further ado, Chris, are you ready to get on with the show?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready. Uh, yeah, that's the SpongeBob generation for you.
1: <laughs> Quick rundown for you folks. Uh, me and Chris are going to give you a little bit of information on our personal drafts just so uh, you guys can see where we stand personally. Uh, you know, and how we kind of, you know, put our money where our how mouth
0: is. How we approach the game, because obviously, I mean, you're thinking, you're like, you don't, don't, don't want to hear about our fantasy teams. And we won't bore you with a bunch of de- – we're in one league together. We'll talk about that a bit. But we will not bore you with the nitty-gritty of our specific teams. However, since this is the first show and we're introducing ourselves, you do need to get an idea of what positions we value and whatnot. So you know who to trust. Exactly. And no chooser. Might be (laughs) neither of us.
1: Yeah. And also, not gonna lie, there's going to be, you know, maybe some subliminal trash talking in there to the many other members of our
0: various leagues, Dan. So I'm just gonna slander every single person, including the including the strangers in my public league, who I don't (laughs) even I might not even know their first names. Their first names they put online might not even be real.
1: You know, they might just all be Russian bots, but so, screw <laughs> you're you going down this so. year. I
0: hope and I hope they're bad. I hope they're bad personnel moves. <laughs> so, win. so uh,
1: after me and Chris give you some uh, some garbage takes on our own garbage league, we're going to talk about some post-training camp cuts and trades that are uh, probably affecting your fantasy roster. Uh, we're going to move on to a good old-fashioned stardom sit section. And then we're going to end the show with a few breakout candidates. Breakout candidates
0: and, we're, we're, oh, hit, yeah. we're hitting all the stereotypes out of the game. We're hitting the <laughs> Every single one of them.
1: So like I said, uh, so we're moving on. Personal drafts. How did we do? So like I said, uh, me and Chris, we're going to try and refrain for the most part yes. from talking about all of
0: our personal fantasy leagues. And, yes. And even in this case, we're only yeah. going to talk about the one league we're in together. There'll be some references probably to other drafts where leagues are. But how Hmm. many? How many leagues do you have this year?
1: Three, three that the three that I know of. I could have drunkenly signed up for like
0: CBS or like you know the NFL fantasy app like in my sleep. It it happens, you know. Wait, uh, someone uses the CBS fantasy app besides CBS employees? I
1: don't think so. I think that's also just a bunch of Russian bots too.
0: No, and, and CBS employees. I mean, CBS is America's number one watch network, so they have a lot yeah, of employees every, to, to prop every, the game. Everybody,
1: <laughs> everybody is forced
0: to have an account, even yeah. Rachel Maddow. Yeah, exactly, and the cast. Yeah. Rachel Maddow's on NBC. That's not CBS.
1: I, I can't. Get <laughs> <a mistake. You're laughs> the gonna, cast of NCIS doesn't look alike to me.
0: The cast is, there. You go, there you go. Hostile. All right. Uh, they, <laughs> so, how'd you do, Chris? Um, I don't. we'll, we'll see. I mean that's to be determined, but um, no. So I, um, Leon ironically picked um, the uh, one pick apart. Uh, I picked eighth, which is uh, far less than ideal. Now this is of course I picked the right year to uh, decide to reevaluate the running back position. Now, see, I got in trouble last season by completely devaluing the running back position. In fact, I had a league where Alex Collins was my RB one. So I, yeah. So I that was that was that was bad. So I'm that's like, okay. The play that went around the NFL. The devaluation of the running back
1: position, man. Like yes. suddenly they don't
0: score points. Yeah, but, I mean, I still think the running back position is overrated. I, I do in fantasy football. I mean, like, I know the old ladders are like, oh, you got to have two running backs and you win. You can you can just improv the rest of it. I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm completely fine with it. And I took one of my classic approaches this season, which is one horse and a bunch of smaller horses. Give me one stallion and a bunch of little Sebastians. That's all I need. <laughs> that is all I need. And I went with this. Bro- Obviously, picking eighth, I'm, I'm not getting McCaffrey. I'm not getting Barkley. I'm not getting Elliott. I'm not getting Kamara. So, of the second tier running backs, I ended up with my favorite at eight, and that would be James Conner. So, goes, hold on.
1: does that make you Toby McGuire on top of Seabiscuit?
0: Yes, exactly. All right, well, you got to come out with another Spider Man, man. Then <laughs> we'll see. We'll how I might get fired. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but but James Conner, I like James Conner as a as a low end RB one because simply because Pittsburgh's line's fantastic and he's going to get the ball. Hell it, yeah, it truly man. is that simple, and I was not—I was avoiding Levi On Bell like the plague because the upside is there, but I do not trust him. I think he might have checked out after a year. Who knows? It could have—it could have proven to be worthwhile for preserving him, but I'm not gonna—I I wasn't willing to take that risk in the first round.
1: Exactly. Like, well, me and Chris—we're going to talk about Antonio Brown a little bit later in the show. Uh, you know, on a Boy, small we. scale, we don't want to give him—we don't want to give him a ton of attention, but that's just a thing you can never. What we don't? Yeah, we late, later <laughs> Livio and Antonio are the kind of drama queens where it actually becomes an issue. And, you know, oftentimes the media likes to overblow, like, oh, he has an attitude problem. Oh, he has leadership qualities that aren't, you know, quite up to par. But, like, at the, at the end of the day, these guys are actually on social media causing the problem. So, like, yeah, avoid those guys like the plague because you never know when, you know, a, an intern's going to
0: bump into them into the hallway and all of a sudden they're going to hold out. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Bell. I think Bell's less of a problem in that regard. But, yeah, I, again – and also it's the, the friggin' Jets. I mean, you don't you don't know what's going to happen with the Jets.
1: Yeah, right. At, at, Adam Gase with those big
0: eyes might shoot lasers at some point. He Who might. knows? And particularly if he's off the smelling salts. You don't know what he's going
1: <laughs> to So, like Chris said, uh, we were back-to-back in this draft. I had slot 9 and a 12 – uh, so right there, I went Brandon Cooks. Um, a few pick late, few picks later on the wraparound. Uh, or so not not Brandon I Cooks. Saying, what? I, I, you I, I, took, I, I was like, I was like,
0: I was like, if you no, took Brandon I, Cooks in the first round, I, I wouldn't have forgot that.
1: Yeah, no, sorry, dude. Uh, I'm confusing leagues right
0: now, man. Uh, <laughs> Brandon <laughs> I, Cooks in the first round—that is bold.
1: Yeah, right, dude. So anyway, I went Michael Thomas uh, in in the first round. A few picks later on the wraparound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up uh, Mike Evans. Uh, Evans obviously uh, currently listed as questionable on NFL.com, but Except despite whatever... Yeah, five. whatever. Uh, do, you know, Despite whatever injury concerns, he's back to practice. He's going to be Mike Jameis Winston's number one target. And I really like Bruce Arian's system and the way he oh, gets yeah. re- receivers open. He turned John Everything. Brown into a bona fide number one. He did great things for Larry Fitzgerald. I think he can do great
0: things for Mike Evans as well. I mean, uh, one one yeah. thing... Yeah, they have yeah. no running game either. They're gonna throw they're gonna throw that ball 9,000 times a game.
1: You, you don't believe in Ronald Jones, dude? I'm shocked.
0: I don't, but You're I do Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber, RP1 status. Oh, definitely absolutely. not just like definitely just isn't he can fall forward for three yards, and that's about it.
1: Let me ask you, if one of them breaks out this season, who is it? If, if, uh, if the, if the well, football gods bless
0: one. Peyton Barber uh wasn't a healthy scratch for half the season last year, so I'm gonna go with Peyton Barber. As a all second right. round pick, mind you, Ronald Jones, second round pick, high end, high, uh, like first five picks of the second round, literally couldn't get on the field in that backfield. So that is yeah. not, that is not encouraging for his sign to be even like a, a guy in the NFL, let alone hey, good.
1: I mean, Darius Geis is looking pretty good and he kind of had this pretty similar story, you know, if not even worse. So, but
0: he
1: also had like a, a year to recover from that injury too, because yeah. he, got, he, he got like hurt pretty early in camp, which
0: he's had a few surgeries. So, yeah,
1: well, I, I, there, there's another guy on that team that's had a, a couple surgeries as well, you know. Uh, so, well, we'll uh, getting back to my draft anyway, I want to talk about me. Uh, I really I neglected running. Yeah, I, I really neglected running back early in this draft, and uh, it kind of kind of came back to bite me. Uh, by the time my pick came around after my uh, my two uh, receiver picks, I kind of had to go with David Montgomery. Got Sony Michelle um, on on the very next one. Um, behind them, I only have, I only have Naheem Hines and I'm not feeling good about that. So hopefully I can, you know, pull some mind games, uh, do some voodoo, get somebody to uh, pull off a trade. I do have two defenses in this league right now. I'm rolling with the Cleveland Browns and the LA Chargers because, you know, I'd like to add some versatility there.
0: But, uh, yeah, you, you, know, you, you, you can swing one of those for maybe, I don't know. Peyton Barber <laughs> <laughs> or Ronald yeah. Jones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe actually, Ronald Jones is available for free. Babies, so you can hop on that right now.
1: Straight up. Waiver on, wire
0: isn't w- w- waivers aren't in effect right now, post draft. So go crazy. <laughs> Ronald Jones can be yours for the first free. <laughs> free. Real fake doors. But
1: uh, but so, but I mean, the, my one running back that I'm really feeling good about, though, like not that I don't feel good about David Montgomery, but still, he's a rookie and that makes me nervous. Uh, but Sony Michelle. Between him, between him and James White obviously that there's going to be a lot of looks that Tom Brady's going to have to give uh but honestly I think uh Sony Michel I think his uh, you know I think his yards per touch is going to go way up this season he came wicked really?
0: close. with his, the nine uh, but, but why, I mean, the Andrew's injury is significant.
1: It, 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 it's it's significant, but at the same time, you can't you can't you know discount an increase in vision and an increase in an awareness. Like just having that full offseason underneath your belt and that full season in the playbook, you know. And there's been tons of great reports, uh, you know, concerning his maturity and his uh, his study habits. So I absolutely believe in Sony Michelle, especially for Bill Belichick to take a running back in the first round. I think they're intending to use him, you know, to, uh, to sort of take that pressure off of Tom Brady. And I think that goes into full effect this season when they move towards a more run centric defense, uh, more run centric offense. Thank you.
0: You're not nervous about Damian Harris pushing any of his carries?
1: <laughs> no, uh, no, Damian Harris, he's going to be a great, great change of pace back. Obviously Bill Belichick loves that Alabama connection, uh, you know, concerning nice. his friendship with Nick Saban. Uh, but at the same time, he's a rookie. Bill Belichick likes, you know, rookies to earn their stripes. Uh, although, he, you know, so he, he trusted
0: Michelle last season. Absolutely, Came close,
1: damn close, damn close to a thousand yards and under
0: under uh, like twelve games or something like yeah. that. no, he was, he was um, impressive last season, but I mean the the line. I mean, I know Skarnecki is a wizard; he can he can make he can make the most out of anybody you throw at him. But still, well, you got Isaiah Wynn coming off an Achilles injury. You have mm-hmm. the presence of Harris, and you have Andrews out for the season. It's, it, it makes me a little nervous. I, I don't love Sony Michelle. No
1: doubt, Coach Dante though on that line, man.
0: No, I know he's the best offensive line coach in the league, but I mean, still, and and and, and, and again, but. And Michelle, it's more also durability. I mean, the guy he's been banged up. I mean, he's had a knee, he had a knee problem at Georgia. He's had, I think, didn't he get didn't he get a, a knee injection, like an injection of his knee over the summer? Yeah,
1: I think I think he got fluid drained or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
0: anything was, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah he, he
1: hasn't missed any significant practice time in training camp but, or in uh, or OTAs or anything like that. So I'm honestly yeah, not worried.
0: About yeah, yeah. No, and, he, and he's an RB three option for you, so that's that's not terrible. You mm-hmm. got him, like what fifth round, fifth sixth round, something like that. So. Yeah. Uh, I think fourth round. I took him early. I knew
1: I had like that 17 pick gap just, you know, being in the position that we were in. Um, Just quickly to wrap up my draft, QB, Baker and Breeze, happy about that. Uh, Ingram and Ebron, I think that's going to be a lot of touchdowns, even if it's not a ton of yardage, happy about that. Uh, Christian Kirk in the flex, Dante Pettis on my bench, uh, you know, and uh, I think Rashad Higgins is going to be my big uh,
0: sleeper uh, on the year. All right. uh, Dante Pettis makes me ill. Dante, Dante <laughs> Pettis. He he had sh- no business being a second round pick, and like Kyle Shanahan has been repeatedly ripping him in practice. Like, oh, he's not on the same page as Garoppolo. He's not picking up the playbook. Like that's very alarming to me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's boomer bust at this point, but at the same time, he's definitely you know worth considering as a potential number one, uh, you know, number one for Garoppolo. Sure, I mean, I mean, I, mean me. I mean
0: at the wide receiver position, the Niners have nobody. <laughs> so, I mean, it's I mean, and George Kittle can't catch every pass. <laughs> <And> neither, <laughs> neither can Matt Breida or Tevin Coleman. Um
1: yeah, uh, well, Kittles another Kittles another name that I'm not too sure on for this upcoming season. Uh you know, whether or not there's going to be that same level of production, but we're, we 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 got to move on
0: considering the time, you know, but yeah. more, more about the 49ers with you Chris. Yeah, um, But we 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 have to get the we have to get the my, my wonderful draft, which I'll run through real quick. Um <laughs> all right, so so obviously I followed up Connor and I, I needed a pass catching option uh Liam took Mike Evans, so I ended up with Travis Kelsey. I, I then was like, I'm not taking another. I, basically, again, he got Montgomery was sitting there, but I was like, I need another receiver. I need a receiver one, so I took. I, Thielen was there, so I took him. I got Robert Woods after that. I ended up with Philip Lindsay as a two, which makes me a little bit nervous considering that um, he's coming off a wrist injury. And Fangio likes power backs, and that's why Royce Freeman might push a lot of his carries, but whatever. I got Latavius Murray as a three there. Uh, also at receiver, I have Allen Robinson. How's it going? Uh, and Dee Dee Westbrook. And Jamison Crowder, uh, tight end, uh, backing up Kelsey. I have Mark Andrews, which is which I which I like, uh, and Justin Tucker, uh, the uh, F, the opera singer extraordinaire, Justin Tucker, uh, making taking kicks. And I got the uh, Bears Cowboys defense combo. So
1: I, I have Justin Tucker in another league, and you know, I, I I literally put in the script. Now here comes
0: the operatic section. You know, I was hoping um, I, you would you would get that joke. <laughs> I I it sounds familiar, but of course, I'm I'm I'm, I'm blowing yeah. it right now. Cause the, cause the, yeah. cause the lights on the yeah. lights on. If the light wasn't on, I mean, no problem. But yeah, exactly. I, uh, took, I took Tucker in three of my four leagues. Yeah. I was the yeah. first, I was the first a hole to take a kicker into and in, in three and three of in three leagues. And that was Tucker every time. So really not, not, <laughs> not, not, not Greg not feeling no. it. No, nope. no. Cause uh, Baltimore's office craps out more often in the red zone. So all right. I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about teams that can't punch it in. But, <laughs> all give right. Me that. Give me that. So how do you feel about your team on the whole then?
1: Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not doing a jig on the table, but at the same time, I feel like I can, I can be competitive, especially against Justin, uh, you know, and against the majority of the league, there's, there's going to there's be some tough, uh some tough matchups. Uh, definitely need to beat Ethan, you know, because I, I don't know. I don't know why Yahoo gave him an A on the, on the, on the fantasy yeah, but grade. Was, that yeah, A plus, and honestly, just that's why I hate AI technology. We
0: need to kill the robots now. Well, yeah, well, that's because he took Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon's ADP was at like twenty, and he ended up getting me like the fifth round. So like that, that's just that. Basically, if you got Melvin Gordon in any draft, you won the you won the draft race. Yeah, true story. Pretty yeah, much. I'm kind of in a similar boat with my team. I'm kind of like I I'm content, but not overly excited. Uh, also, it also helps that, like, I would be having, like, a, a bunch of anxiety attacks on my team last year if I didn't do so bad across the board last year. I'm, like, uh, finishing in last place
1: no to go is –
0: exa- No, I, only sideways is worst-case scenario, baby. It's the greatest. I was drafting with an unnatural amount of calm this season. <laughs> and I'll take it. We'll see how it goes.
1: Well, I had just enough uh, white wine in me uh, during all of my drafts that I was very calm. Oh, yeah. yeah i do it. So we, we got – <laughs> we got to move on to the next section. Uh, the uh, aptly titled training camp cuts and trades. You probably drafted um, just to go over a couple of players, players, um, you know, that, that we might be talking about LaShawn McCoy, McCoy, uh, you know, Bill signed with Kansas city, Torrey Smith on the Panthers, Carlos I, Kansas city. He signed with Houston. Demarius Thomas Patriots. He resigned with the team uh, earlier. Anybody from hard knocks If you drafted Keelan Doss. Congratulations. You fell victim to the media machine. Uh, Kenny Stills, Dolphins, part of that Laramie uh, Laramie Tunzel trade, traded to the Texans, uh, and of course Jadevian Clowney from the Red uh, from the Texans defense, the yeah, traded to the Seahawks. So, Chris, uh,
0: what are your thoughts or, on some of oh, these post game developments? Um, well, the post camp developments. Okay, well, I, I this is why I was fascinated by this when you when you when you put this in the script. Um, who the hell drafted Torrey Smith? I had a few guys. I'm like, like wait, wait, wait. Tor, Torrey Smith is the number four option in Like, who's drafted Torrey Smith? since he played for San Francisco? Like, I'm serious, because he was coming up like maybe his second year in San Francisco. You drafted him because you were still hoping he could recapture some of that magic from Baltimore. But like, what? Like, why? Who's he was the number four option behind Chris Hogan. Was ahead of him on the depth chart. Who was drafted Chris Hogan? You're not drafting anybody in Carolina. It's not any put- more Curtis Samuel.
1: I was trying to put together this section. I saw his name on the release like list. Come on, man! Yeah. I was I, I, I put I, it out there. He I was a, fascinated. He, he loved the story, man. He had a great story. Now, his earlier years in Baltimore. So yeah, yeah. there's always that, there's always
0: that chance people draft him based on name recognition alone. Flacco, 2000, 2012 Super Bowl, <laughs> all day. Jacoby Jones.
1: Right,
0: um, other guys. Saquon Bolden. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Okay. So <laughs> all that was, uh, really? J- yeah. Does that really well, affect anybody? <laughs> I should. Um, uh, but so Demarius Thomas, I I can understand obviously since we're from Massachusetts, I can understand Patriots fans uh, taking him, but I don't think he was he was I think he's only twenty something percent owned or so. Mm-hmm. Um, now of the list they, of the they guys signed him
1: after placing um Nikhil Harry. The, the, Harry. Yeah, Harry on IR. So he, yeah. he can return after eight weeks. That leaves Demarius Thomas uh, you know a roster spot to come. Play up until that time, but then they'll make a decision yeah. when they get to that bridge. Yeah, they
0: could, they could, or they could. I mean, he he might be the one to go. Maybe it'll be Philip Dorsett. Maybe it'll be Jacoby Myers. Who knows, yeah, man?
1: I, I love Philip Dorsett, man. I think
0: Belichick likes him too, so I don't see that happening. We'll see, we'll see. Particularly if Edelman sets out on on Sunday, we'll see, we'll see how much Dorsett's loved over there.
1: Well, especially in PPR leagues, I think you know Dorsett. He can have an up and down season. I think he's going to trick a few people into picking him up. Uh, obviously, you for know, sure. Yo, definitely. Like, there's, there's gonna be games, you know, where he's gonna have like eight receptions, you know, between you whoa, know, eight hundred yards.
0: Whoa, whoa, eight receptions! Like, he, did he? Does like, like, Dorsett will get like a Dor- Did Dorset even have like four receptions <laughs> in the game last season?
1: Uh, maybe I'm exaggerating, but at the same time, always, there's always those games where Belichick just feeds one, like one, one particular receiver, like you know, like yeah. like a hog down in Arkansas. Not
0: Dorsett. No, Dorsett will show up and like get a casual you, touchdown and then hey, disappear in five weeks. No, he, he's he's had great games. He's
1: had—I'm pretty sure he's had one or two, one or two games over a hundred yards in his Patriots career. If not, then
0: uh, I guess I'm just on that. the white wine. I'll, I'll have to look into that. You may perhaps. It's yeah, a, it's a damn Moscato. It's causing so many problems. <laughs> no man, it's Chablis um, block all day. Okay, sorry, sorry, my bad. I, I, I'm not a—I'm not a sommelier. I should—I I, should—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll leave the wine talk to you. What <laughs> <But, laughs> culture, Chris? For fuck's sake! Sorry. No culture over here. Uh, yeah, but- now, see, uh, ironically, the one person I know that took Thomas is a Ravens fan. <laughs> so that, that's that's uh, that that was kind of funny. But of the guys you listed, I think there's only two that really make a difference for fantasy purposes in most leagues. Um, the top being LaShawn McCoy because he his him going to the Chiefs just further muddles a already messy backfield situation in Kansas City. I mean, with Damian Williams' injury in the beginning of camp, Andy Reid was already leaning. And Williams' injury paired with the the emergence of Darwin Thompson had Andy Reid thinking, I'm going to go with the committee this season.
1: Do you think you could see something similar to uh, Washington uh, last season when Adrian Peterson, his sort of late career emergence, um, you know, like they kind of had no choice but to ride the hot hand with him. And it might have been at the
0: expense
1: of, you know, some development of a few younger guys.
0: Yeah, well, Washington didn't even have a guy – you could say Sam J.P. Ryan because he was okay the previous season. You could say that it was – you you could say that was a situation, but guy, with yeah, Geis injured – but with Geis – yeah, no, exactly, he got cut. So I'm saying – I'm mm-hmm. saying like they don't even have a guy – they have guys that are more promising in Kansas City. And I think McCoy – I think it could – but I do think you're onto something because I think McCoy, obviously with his familiarity with Andy Reid, could get a fair amount of touches in that backfield. Now – He's 31, 32 years old. He doesn't have a lot of the tank. I mean, but also Kansas City's line's also, well not great, is a lot better than what Buffalo's line was last year. So McCoy should get a fair amount of touches there, particularly with Williams getting hurt. But we'll see. But McCoy, McCoy could really screw up that. particularly if you took Damian Williams second, third round, like that could be a problem.
1: McCoy could be a yeah, problem. Yeah, most definitely, especially with McCoy's receiving ability. We're going to see how um, if it's deteriorated eh, a little bit. We saw, you know, shades of that in Buffalo. But at the same time, Buffalo had a whole plethora of problems that made his job a lot tougher. So it's going to be interesting to see Shady back in. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to see Shady back in an environment where, you know, he's a little bit more supported and he might he might be able to use his talents a little bit more effectively. So it's no, for interesting, sure. interesting this year. For yeah, sure, because he, you know,
0: he can be a change of pace option. That, that's yeah, the we're, luxury we're, of, having, of having three guys, I mean, like him being one of three guys that can conceivably contribute.
1: Yep, and Reed knows how to use him, you know, after spending, sure. I think it was like, yeah, four years in Philly, I believe yep. it was. Yeah, no, I yep.
0: McCoy had his best years in Philly. With absolutely. So, absolutely, I mean, that, that, that's a good move. And obviously, so the other the only other move I can think of is Clowney. It's obviously not as big of a move. Basically, he makes Houston's defense, who was already a blah option, considering the, how the dramatic changes they've had in their secondary this season, it makes them go from, like, average to below average to me. And it makes Seattle's de- – and then Seattle goes from below average to average. That's basically I, like I mean clearly Clowney is more of a edge is more of a run stuffer so he's not going gonna... mean, to. I,
1: I think Seattle's a little bit more than average at this point, especially considering now they have Clowney, they have uh, you know hopefully Ezekiel Ansa gets him back at least a little bit closer to the form he had in his early Lions career. Yeah. They have they have Wright, they have that's Bobby Wagner,
0: point. you know. That's a good point because Anza if if, if, Anza, if Anza can Anza get another stitch, yeah. no, exactly. Then their pass rush might be legit because that that's the things that their secondary is raw, but they do get a fair amount of takeaways. They're young, like I mean, Shaq Shack Griffin, Tedrick Thompson. You have a lot of young guys back there, Bradley McDougald. But uh, their edge rush, if you if Anza can be like, well that's the thing, Anza has been a, has just been up and down, up down, up to, down his entire career. If you look at his sack numbers, they're insane. He'll go from like two sacks to fourteen the next season. There's truly no consistency there. But it's all about he, health,
1: man. It's all exactly. about how he recovers in the off in the off exactly. season prior. You know? Yeah, the, the, and he's, the, the he's, he's, he's he's getting up there.
0: He's getting up there. 30, he's 31 now. So, but he he's a, he's a good risk to take for a one year pick, and if he can stick, obviously Clowney is more of a run stuffer than a pass rusher. But he's a good he can contribute enough of his pass rusher that if Anza does what he does, they're gonna be they're gonna be in business. So yeah, I, I will give you that. I will give you that that they could they could actually it could be if if Anza clicks and Clowney clicks, they could be a top ten fantasy defense.
1: At, at this point in his career, as well, I think Ezekiel Ansah is not a guy who's going to be seeing another two or three year deal. I think he's going to no. be that one year guy. Yeah, yeah, that one year deal guy. Could could Seattle, you know, maybe extend him a year after this if he shows some promise? Yeah, totally, absolutely. But I don't see you know anything like you know like 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 a, like a eight, eight or nine million you know per year or anything like that coming no, in his
0: future. No, I don't think he's going to get a, a deal like uh, former Seahawk Frank Clark got with the Chiefs. I don't think that's going to be. I don't think that's in his future at his age. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or even All when right. Justin Houston got with the Colts.
1: <laughs> no, most definitely not. Oh, Justin Houston's getting up there in age as well, too. He's, man.
0: Yeah, but he's still. But he he, he has less well. tread. He has less tread on the tires. He has less tread on the tires than Anza. He, I think he's twenty eight, twenty nine. Because Anza, because Anza, obviously, with being him being from Ghana, he like by the time he got over here, by the time he started, by the time he started at BYU, he's twenty three, twenty four. Mm-hmm. So that that obviously is, is it factors into it. So.
1: The Antonio Gates effect, you know, when you when don't have as much, you know, younger years, you know, tread on the, those those tires, you know, can kind of extend later into your life. Exactly. All right. Well, we got to move on just in terms of time.
0: Uh, one on to uh, one of my favorite sections, stardom, sit them. What should we do? That's, a, that's a right. excellent. And we're, we're, we're going to tell you. I mean. All right, I mean, I don't know how you approach this. I'm more so, well, it I basically more said like this is who like a top a top tier guy. This is basically like my stardom is basically the guy who I think is gonna be the number one player at that position for this week. Mm-hmm. And my sit 'em is like a higher caliber guy that I think is gonna disappoint this week. That, that, that's the way I approach it. How about yourself?
1: So I'm gonna be changing it up a little bit week to week. Um, not gonna lie, a few of my sitems you're gonna be like, Well, no duh, but I need oh, to set the yes. record straight. Yeah, like I just, certainly was. Just, you know rip that band-aid off real quick then I might be kind of switching a little bit more to your style you know uh, you, you I think you saw my, uh, my, my my wide receiver sit him at this point that's that's kind of a no duh you know I, I
0: feel like in week one that was uh, definitely the kicker the, the kicker and the quarterback were the ones I was most confused by.
1: Yeah, most definitely
0: anyway so particularly the kicker the kicker we'll, 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 the audience will find out in the moment yeah, but exactly. the kicker in particular was like come on really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so for my quarterbacks, I'm saying you could, people should start Baker May- Mayfield against the Titans. Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan—they're a passable starting duo, especially when Ryan sticks to uh you know sticks in the slot against smaller guys. But they're nowhere near Odell or uh, Jarvis Landry's levels. Plus, you have Rashad Higgins, who, like I said, he's one of
0: my uh, breakout. Top candy. five last year. What? Top five pass defense last year. Tennessee, top five pass defense last year. Tennessee quietly. Oh yeah. Dory Jackson's a nice player. Kevin Byard is is the, the most underrated safety in the league in my eyes. Great, great against the pass, too. He, he could cause some problems. Yeah, but
1: at the same time, all right, let's say you come out with a four wide receiver set in Cleveland. You have Odell Beckham Jr., you have Jarvis Landry, you have Taquan Taylor, you have uh and you have, have Njoku. Yeah, you, yeah, you can yeah. have
0: Njoku, you could flex and Joku out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel you.
1: Yep, so no there's there's definitely no shortage of targets for Baker Mayfield to 32. I think he's going to be utilizing that in this game and I think they're going to shred Tennessee. I'm going to say Cleveland by 14. Um, Whoa. Somebody, yep. Whoa. It. Yep. Cleveland by 14. Anyway, I'm going to so this is one of my this is one of my no-does. Sit Ryan Fitzpatrick for the entire season and allow him to be the friendly bearded waiver wire face smiling up at you every time you give it a scroll. Don't the- buy into fool's gold
0: no matter what you see early in the season or or at the very least, no get out before he does you any damage because yeah. like it, like when you see like the wave, you know the wave lasts like three, four weeks. so when he does like, when he puts in like two or three insane performances, double cut ties. But let, let,
1: let's not forget, this is a father of seven people. You know, I, I he,
0: always forget. I forgot that he had that many kids until a couple days ago. Kim
1: and his wife are Harvard graduates. All right,
0: they are trying to fill the world with smart people, and I commend them. Yeah, no, he deserves. He deserves a medal for that. He really does. But yeah, I mean, Fitzpatrick. I mean, Fitzpatrick. I mean, unless you're like, unless uh, Stephen Ross paid you off, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's on your fantasy team. <laughs> or you're just like the most loyal Dolphins fan on the planet. <laughs> I want to know a two. few. I know a few bless, bless them. My heart goes out to them. At least, at least they have (laughs) Kenyan (laughs) drink. All right. Okay. Quarterback. I got stardom. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, I got the guy who's going against them this week. That would be Lamar Jackson. Um, This is strictly Lamar Jackson not a quarterback that I love at all this year. I'm not convinced he is a uh, developed up a passer to make the adjustment in a second year. I think defense will figure him out. However, He's from Pompano Beach, Florida, which is, in the, which is in South Florida. This is a homecoming game for him, and I think he's going to show out for uh, his family and friends in attendance. And for Siddham, I got Cam Newton Ooh. coming off the fo- against the Rams. Damn. Tough secondary, coming off a foot injury, just no bueno.
1: No? No, no, no Cam Newton for you?
0: Not okay. this week, no. Not this All week. Right. And I love Cam, and I wanted to see him succeed, but the poor guy, I mean, he's just so – Gigantic that he just keeps and he, and he runs recklessly and he keeps getting hurt.
1: He runs with his chest up, and which is he, exactly, which is exactly how Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Yeah, exactly. You know, that is getting absolutely freaking
0: decked. Let's say Newton is not going to uh, not going to make it to forty. Like like he's not going to be the next <laughs> Drew Brees or Tom Brady. That's not happening.
1: I don't think so. No. So, uh, but well, well, tell me, what do you think about running backs?
0: Okay, running backs. Okay, I mean, obviously, I mean, like this is going to be. I mean, again, hold on to your hats if you want his, uh, a stardom. I mean this this guy. This is a real deep sleeper. Alvin Kamara against the Texans. Witchcraft. Uh, You're out of I your know. mind, boy. Well, all right. mean, Jesus. So, As I as I just mentioned a minute ago, the Texans, um, their defense obviously just took a huge shot with Clowney. Their secondary is almost entirely mm-hmm. new starters. Kareem Jackson's gone. Tyron Mathew's gone. Actually, in fact, I believe Jonathan Joseph is literally the only starter from last season that's back. So they have an entirely they have an entirely there's also the game is in New Orleans. I think Kamara's going to eat. I think he's going to run all over the Texans. I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. I think he's going to be a huge huge pain in the ass for Romeo Cornell and the boys down there on Monday night in the Superdome. Probably maybe a couple touchdowns. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> PPR in particular. I, th- I think Kamara easy. I think get, I, get, I think he can get over 10 catches.
1: Now who now who are you telling to keep their ass on the bench though?
0: Um, this is this I will. This is the only pick of the entire bunch where I'm just like I've been talking so much shit about this guy all all summer long that I'm just like saying, "Damn you!" It's the first chance I get to rip you on the, on the exactly, <laughs> and that would be Delvin Cook, who I cannot understand for the life of me why he is so coveted in fantasy football. High second yeah. round pick. He's a low. He's like the tenth or eleventh. So he's on the running back one radar. He was like the tenth or eleventh running back over like drafted usually. Um. What has Delvin Cook proven so far? He's missed 17 games of 32 possible games. Hey man, those first three games of his rookie he, season were like pretty good. Unproven pass catcher. And unless Garrett Bradbury is the next Steve Hutchinson, that line stinks. And yes, I understand. Oh, the Falcons' defense wasn't that good. Fine. But don't but here, when you're looking at last year's fantasy, the Falcons defense, everybody was dead. They had nobody out there. You know who was out there? Grady Jarrett, and that was it. It, it was Delvin, the end of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Atlanta, I think they they their defense, all their guys are back, and Minnesota's line still stinks. So Delvin Cook, I anticipate nothing, no good things from Delvin Cook this week, and he'll probably he'll probably go off because I've been literally I'm talking like basically if you've mentioned fantasy football in my presence in the last two months. I've just I've gone out of my way to rip Delvin Cook to shreds.
1: You're you're just a lightning rod for negative karma, aren't you there, Chris?
0: On Delvin Cook, absolutely. He drives oh, yeah. me into Like, but well, like, what? Like, seriously? Like, what? Have you? Do you see? Do you see the hype on? How do you feel about Delvin Cook?
1: I mean, I'm definitely not as outraged as you as to uh, you know put my my voice up to the volume that 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 you <laughs> at the same time My parents in the other room, man. I don't. You know, I, I definitely don't want to. Definitely don't want to disturb them in that sense. But uh, but you know, but yeah, I, at the same time, I, appreciate I the
0: respect you show them.
1: Oh, totally. At the same time, though, I do. I, I got to show Dalvin Cook a little bit of love, man. Uh, you know, he he's, shown so, he he's shown that the ability to get past the, uh, the knee injury that sidelined him in his rookie year. I think he had a slow sophomore slump of a season. I think this is going to be a crucial year. He, he has a year under his belt with Kirk Cousins. He has, you know, three years in, in the system uh, already. This is the year that he has to kind of put it all together. He's healthy. He's in the system. Let's see if he can actually we'll pull something off. We'll you know, and, and like you said, he needs to develop as a passer because right now he's pretty one-dimensional. And, yeah. when he has,
0: and when he has his games, he has his games. You know, he oh for have- sure, for yeah, sure. He, his stats, his stats are inflated because he'll he'll go off like three or four times a year. He's like he's like Michael Bush back in the day. Remember him? He played for yeah. the Raiders. He used to when Michael Bush. He would do nothing for like nine games, and he'd break off like two runs, in his stats be like, oh man, Michael Bush ran for eight yards a carry. That's crazy.
1: It's almost like the Eric Ebron effect, but touchdowns. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, he man. wasn't exactly doing a whole lot between, you know, the end zones. But as soon as he got into the red zone, well, he was no. super mad, you know. So you, had, you ended up getting a whole bunch of points, but nobody started him because nobody trusted him to
0: be productive on a, on a consistent basis. Exactly.
1: Same yeah. thing with Dalvin Cook. I'm yeah. going to have that concern, which is why
0: I avoided him. But the difference between Ebron and Cook is that Ebron's going, in, Ebron's going like, the seventh or eighth round. Cook's going in, like, the top 15 picks. Yeah. A little so, ridiculous. Yeah. So we'll on to my running, back running backs.
1: Point. Yeah, my running backs. So I'm going to say start Leonard Fournette against against Kansas City. Kansas City, they don't have a ton of weak points as a team. Their run defense, though, it might be one of them, especially if you ask the New England Patriots, who they kind of tore apart on their way to the, on the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City last season, they gave up, they gave up an average of five yards per carry to opposing running backs, and I don't really see it hold. Ton of improvement in terms of the personnel that they added.
0: Spagnolo, he's coming in. He's going to switch, change everything.
1: <laughs> Spagnolo. hey hey man, he, he, he was the head coach of the Dolphins. You know, man, he's got that experience. Rams, <laughs> Rams, he's head coach of Rams. Rams, yeah. Sorry, you know, Josh McDaniels
0: was his OC. Yep, yeah, the, the, the coaching, the coaching carousel it goes pretty fast sometimes. I mean, but I mean, he, he might end up being the next coach of the Dolphins after Flores gets fired. Who knows?
1: Yeah, but overall, I think uh, I think Nick Foles is going to use Big Leonard to uh, grind away the clock in this one. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say Kansas City by three. I don't I don't think it's a huge you know I don't think it's a hugest uh, shootout for Pat Mahomes. Um, you know I'm a little bit skeptical on his targets between Tyree Kill and Nicole Hardman. But uh, you know we'll we'll see because you know Pat Mahomes is a human cheat code, so you can never exactly count that's, him out. That's that is exactly right. In terms of my sit, I'm gonna go with uh, another one who you should you know probably be pretty obvious, Carlos Hyde. You know uh, I, I like the. I like some of the pieces that Houston has put together uh, on offense, defense, whole other thing. Uh, you know, yeah, you know not, not not high on Bradley Roby exactly. They. <laughs> A little bit. If their defense can hold their own, this offense has the pieces to really be explosive. Uh, but right now it's kind of like wet cement. Tunzel, Tunzel is going to need uh, time after the trade to get up to speed on the offense just as much as Hyde. And the, the jury's kind of out on how Titus Howard's going to do at unblocking a guard. So that's going to be, you know, remains to be seen. Uh, look for Duke Johnson Jr. Uh, in this case to get the majority of
0: touches in this yeah. game for uh, Houston. I, I'm not convinced Carlos Hyde can still move. Let alone learn an offense. I mean, he might he might he might learn the offense brilliantly, but I'm not convinced. I think I don't I'm, I don't think he can still run. I mean, the guy. I mean, like look at the fall from grace. He might be one
1: or two down back, but I think you know Duke Johnson's going to carry a big load for that offense, oh, especially for sure. for just John Watson. You know, you know uh, on those yeah. RPO, be a threat out of the backfield, but he can also carry it between the tackles, as we saw in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I think with I think Duke Johnson. If basically, I think it's only a matter of time if if until Duke Johnson is the, is the top back there. I don't think they're gonna. get – they might give they might give Carlos Hyde a little bit of run in the beginning. So Duke is because Duke is hasn't gotten a ton of touches in between the tackles. But uh, Hyde, I mean, he, if he's as unimpressive as he was in Jacksonville and Cleveland last season, I don't think he's gonna get a lot of run in Houston, particularly with that with that line. Even with Tunsell. like. Mm, mm, mm.
1: No. I mean, at the same time, though, his, his uh, you know, the, the first few weeks of last season that he spent with Cleveland, he was actually pretty productive. He averaged about four point one yards per carry, if I if I, if I uh, remember
0: correctly. I, I I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I think maybe 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 it's because in Jacksonville, once Fournette went down, he got like five yards a game. So, so <laughs> it's recency bias. Exactly.
1: All right. So moving on again, a little press for time, wide receivers. Uh, so I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to say you people should start T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you know, Hilton... <laughs> anyway, I think Hilton can stretch the defense just as well as anybody, but he can also do a ton of damage on short routes by creating space really quickly between his cover man and himself. Uh, so with the pass rush of both Bosa and Ingram closing in on percent, look for the look for this newly paid man under center to look for his number one T Y Hilton early and pretty often. This is especially true in PPR leagues. Uh, T Y Hilton, you know, sometimes he's he gets a little banged up in games and he kind of falls off in the fourth quarter. But he's one of these guys who can be totally deadly in the middle of the field. Oh, yeah, sometimes a little bit uh, oh. to be desired, but they have Jack Doyle I- and Eric
0: Ebron for that. Yeah, I mean, T- I mean, Ty. Obviously, like you said, I mean, he, he like he he's not going to get a ton of touchdowns in the red zone because of his size, but the guy, I, I think, he's, I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He can truly take the top off of defense. He's absolutely explosive, and mind you, he he got almost a thousand yards with Brissette the first time when they didn't have a line or a running back or a team. So mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, my pal Eugene's going to fare just fine this season. <laughs> Eugene, That's his, that's right. his real name. So I, I just, I like, I just, I have a bad habit of like, I like to like jokingly call people like when they have a nickname by their real name just to be an a-hole. And I do that <laughs> with T.Y. T. Hilton's real name is Eugene, so I call him Eugene. So wait, how,
1: how do you feel about Rain, Dakota, Prescott then? Oh,
0: I call him <laughs> Rain all the time. I'm like, oh, Rain's not getting that money. Oh yeah, I may. oh yeah, oh, I absolutely call him Rain all the time.
1: I remember, uh, so I was at the Cowboys versus Giants one time with my good friend Andy, uh, who might be listening to this podcast later on tomorrow, and there was this one guy um, I was talking to in the stands, and he kept on calling to, uh, Dak Prescott Rain, and it pissed me off. Like, he was, like, I, I feel like the dude was just trying to sound, like, you know, intelligent or, like, cool
0: or hipstery. He just, wanted, to, He wanted to let everybody know that he, he knew his birth name. Yeah, his well. His first name. I mean, I didn't care. You but, shouldn't. You shouldn't. And, and again, I, I realize how stupid it is. I just do it. I just do it. I'm not trying to sound cool or anything. I'm just like it's just me being a dumbass. That's really what it is. It's just it's something that amuses me. That's really the reason I do it. Oh, oh, Chris, you're a dick. Anyway, I
1: am. That I am. That I am. anyway, you people should sit especially you Patriots fans listening, Josh Gordon. And I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but like I said, a lot of Patriots fans watching, a lot of Patriots fans listening. And sometimes I'm worried that people might get a little bit too excited on the hype train. I'm not saying don't have him on your roster whatsoever because I think he could definitely be good, you know, later on in the season. But if you look at last year uh, when he started out with the Browns and when he came over to us, he started out a little bit slowly, It took him a little bit to find his groove. I think that go- that's how Gordon usually is as a player. Uh, you know, he's a very physical player. He kind of, He's very instinctual. So I think he kind of needs those, uh, you know, those live game reps to really get into the, his group, into his groove. So I Fair would enough. say G- Gordon's probably going to be a lot more productive of a fantasy receiver after the first month. Like, look for him to be really productive come october november
0: yeah i, mean, I think he has a chance when edelman goes out i mean obviously he has a rapport with brady and i think that'll benefit him considering the lack of i mean outside of Dorset and gordon i don't think anybody on the team right now has a real rapport with brady so i think gordon could could eat this weekend but you make a good point when he hasn't had he hasn't had a whole hell of a lot of live reps and that could that could hurt mm-hmm. all right so I, I will uh i'll take the wheel here my stardom is uh, this is a weird one uh kenny galladay <laughs> uh, basically, this is simple. Uh, the Cardinals' Patrick Peterson is suspended. Robert Alford is hurt. Those are their top two corners, and Detroit um, is going to throw the ball. And I think that I think that's a, a real weakness they can exploit. And Galladay is their top guy now, so I think I think he's going to have himself a nice game. Do not believe that. in Kerryon Johnson? Um, I I do to an extent, but uh, Arizona, and Arizona has had ter- had the worst run defense in the league last year, so Kerryon Johnson could very well have a nice game too. But I think Gall- I think I really like Holiday this week. And my situm on the on the sad it would be one Antonio Brown. I think Mr. Big yeah. Chess. Is gonna, uh, I think Mr. Big Chess is going to have a real bad week. Um, and I don't know if you saw this earlier. Uh, in addition to so we had the helmet problem, we had the frostbitten feet, and now he is mad that Mike Mayock fined him for not showing up to practice during that time. Your
1: boss punished you he, for missing yes. work.
0: Yep, Call he got fined, and he I he agree? said his yeah, he said his team's hating on him. So I think his comedy, so he hasn't been out there at all. He's practiced probably like twice. And so you throw that. Then he has to he's probably gonna get shadowed by Chris Harris. So that, that's not a that's not a fun first assignment for, for Mr. Big Chest. So I don't think I don't think it's gonna go so well for Antonio this week. I wouldn't I mean I don't think it's gonna go all, well all season, particularly like if he complained about Ben Roethlisberger. wait till you get a load of Derek Carpal. Wait until you get a load. Oh boy. The man, the man, that back injury ruined him. He craps his pants every time. he Like, basically, if he sees pressure, he is throwing that ball into the dirt. So, have fun. And that line is great with the great Tom Cable coaching. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Have fun. Have fun, Antonio.
1: A lot of faith you have in people, you know, Chris. It just makes makes my heart very, very warm.
0: But, you know, what also makes my heart warm? What would that be? Jocelyn. Okay. Okay. I- I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that that is such a Patriots fan thing to say. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of tight end talk.
1: Oh yeah, but so you know, since uh, Trey Burton is looking pretty hurt right now, why yes. don't you tell me? What, what? Why don't
0: you tell me what you're thinking
1: about uh, tight ends for this week? For all right,
0: uh, start. It would be OJ Howard. Now, I obviously yes, he's coming off an injury, but I think that the San Francisco secondary is terrible, and Jameis Winston, as I said earlier, is going to th- I think is going to throw the ball nine thousand times. Uh, law of averages. OJ Howard's gonna catch about twenty thousand of those nine thousand of the nine of the ninety thousand. Sorry, I thought that was good math skills right there. So I think mm-hmm. OJ Howard. I think OJ Howard. I mean, he's a vertical threat. I uh, and Winston, Winston, Winston likes throw the ball deep, so I think he's gonna have himself a very very nice afternoon down there in Tampa. Arians, Arians offense. Let's go. Uh, and uh, now here's so, where we disagree. Oh yes, uh, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, I don't, I, you're a big Evan Ingram guy. I disagree because I think, so Evan Ingram, obviously he's missed a lot of time. He's, he's has a lot of soft tissue injuries. He's been, he's missed a lot of practice reps and the Cowboy secondary is very good. And I think the Giants, I mean, yes, the Giants, I think they're going to get their asses kicked. So they're going to be thrown from behind, play from behind They'll throw be throwing the ball. But I don't think Ingram's going to, and I don't think Ingram's going to be on a lot of those. I, I think Ingram, I think Ingram is, I, I think Ingram is like set to get like 30, 40 yards this week, like three catches.
1: All right. Well, so I'm going to disagree with you, man. I'm going to say you people should start, Evan Ingram, because screw what Chris says. Eli. Yeah, he's going to want to up his completion uh, percentage early and often, and that means he's going to uh, put some darts to Evan Ingram up the seam and on the outside, especially, you know, potential fades in in the red zone. I think a couple, uh, you know, one or even two touchdowns uh, this week are entirely possible for it, as Eli, you know, Eli is staving off the old man rumors. I think, you know, he's going to know. give it, uh, you know, game one, he's going to give it a lot of gusto, and then we're going to see him revert back to the mean of
0: being well. I uh, think man. that Gusto. I think that Gusto will be screen passes to Saquon Barkley because Evan Ingram is not a not that guy. Evan Ingram is a is a is an athletic freak who will go down the field. You I don't know, think Eli Man can hit him. You no,
1: know, he can body people in the middle of the field, and we've seen him be really productive on these seam yeah. routes out the middle. And I think Eli is going to be looking for uh, to exploit that. You know, especially you know, like it's like you said, he's a really big guy. He can line up uh, against linebackers who might be a little bit shorter, but a little bit heavier, and you know, a little bit. He, 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 might, he might go down pretty quick. His yards after catch might not be particularly high, but I think yeah. he's going to get those receptions. So definitely, you know, he's going to be more productive in PPR leagues as opposed to standard
0: scoring. Fair enough. I think he's going to see a lot of Byron Jones too, which is no bueno. Byron Jones, hell of a player. Hell of a player. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to tell you people to sit Jack Doyle right now. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to start – any Colts uh, tight end for the, uh, for the first couple weeks, just because I don't really know, you know, how they're going to divide it between Doyle and Ebron right now. Ebron, he's a, he was more of a, uh, a red zone guy last season. He didn't see a whole lot of work in the middle of the field, but people uh, there's been reports uh, saying that's going to change this season. They're going to try to get him a lot more receiving yardage. I think he's going to be a little bit more of a red zone guy, just like last year. So again, I'm not telling you to, I'm not telling you to put uh, either one of those guys uh, on your starting on your starting lineup until we actually know how that uh, those reps are going to get divvied up.
0: So, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so so uh, so now here comes the fun part. Are we do are we do a kicker next? Uh, We're, we're gonna do flex. We're flex.
1: We're we're we do flex. can do flex or we can okay. no, no flex makes sense.
0: Flex makes sense. All right. All right. All right. All right so, so yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: All right. So I'm gonna tell you people to start DJ Moore. Uh, you know, well, Christian McCaffrey, well, he's bound, you know, he, he's bound to be the fantasy darling of this team. I think Moore is destined to have, kind of have the lion's share of targets over Curtis Samuel. Um, obviously, this, uh, the, the days of Devin Funches and uh, who was another other really fat dude? Calvin Benjamin, Calvin
0: Benjamin, Adams League. Uh, he,
1: he, yeah, he just got signed by the Applebee's Buffet. We're really freaking proud of him, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, yeah,
0: that's definitely he's, uh, he's a new spokesperson for the Golden Corral.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, so now opposed to big receivers with big catch radiuses, uh, you know, obviously, you know, DJ is, no, you know, no, no small that. guy. Yeah. He, he's yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's not small, but he's not he's not a big yeah. guy. Now
0: there's Curtis Samuel. You know, they definitely have the speed. And no, I think. I, I, yeah. I think, I think Carolina learned from the mistakes. They're like, all right, we'll, we'll get guys that are up fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cam has a big arm. You want to be able to yeah. stretch the field. You need guys who are going to be able to do that. For now. Sure. Now for my sit option, um, this guy, if, if you were in like twelve man leagues or god forbid a freaking fourteen man league, I don't know how people actually even do that. Um
0: 16 yeah. league, that, that, that's just that's just pure Mazaka shit right there.
1: Yeah, like who the hell do you even start? Like, do you do, do people like Cole Beasley? Play?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: I, I do have Cole Beasley on my roster, but he's on he's on the sure. bench where he needs to be.
0: Jeremy uh, Hill from two years ago is who you start
1: exactly <laughs> so uh, i'm gonna say sit marlon Mack. um you know he i, I believe he is the rb1 on the cold step shot yeah, right yeah, now but, yeah but the Chargers' d-line is definitely no joke and they're going to be stacking the box against Brissett to force him to throw against people like casey hayward oh, uh sure. so yeah do, so definitely don't King. Expect, oh yeah yeah yeah
0: that's no bueno
1: yeah no, no no bueno so definitely don't expect marlon Mack to have a whole lot of production on sunday Chris, what about you?
0: Okay, uh, flex, sorry for me, Chris Carson. I mean, that Bengals Bengals front is a joke, and Seattle Mm -hmm. is considering their receiver situation. I was Doug Baldwin retiring, and we got really a lot of unproven talent behind Tyler Lockett, especially with David Moore out. So I think Carson is going to absolutely ruin that defense. I think I expect him to get like 25, 30 touches, I mean, obviously Carson PPR won't help you out much. But I think I think he I think he could possibly go for 150 and two touchdowns.
1: So so this isn't Rashad Penny's breakout game, you're telling me?
0: Um, it, it, he, he he can he can break out. too. they both can go for 150 apiece? Who knows? I mean I mean if you're gonna do it against anybody, it's gonna be Cincinnati, particularly when they have to go to Seattle. Like that that that's like that that flight. Oof. Play at Sessions, Link. First game of the Zach Taylor that, that, that's a that's a tall order. Um. Okay, my sit would be Sammy Watkins. I mean, obviously it's the Chiefs' offense. Anything can happen, but Sammy Watkins just seems like he's usually the odd man out, and he will probably uh, like like sprain his ankle or pull a hamstring before the end of the game, anyway. So yeah, I'm not. I just don't trust Sammy Watkins. I don't care what team he's on.
1: Yeah, no, especially you know there was that one thousand yard season in his sophomore year, but after that, it's just kind of been a. It's been a, been a pretty plateauy career for Sammy Watkins. I don't it's want to been, say total bust, though.
0: No, I, it's been tough sledding for him since he left Buffalo. But considering he was the fourth pick of the draft, when people traded up for him, he went in and he was a, he was drafted ahead of Mike Evans and Odell Beckham and Brandon Cooks. And, yeah. So how does that look now? Not great. Not it's, great. It's, it's not everybody drafted
1: before Aaron Donald bad, but it's
0: no. Yeah. No, no, that that one hurts. That one that, hurts. Greg Robinson, baby. Uh, oh yeah, Oh, yeah. I, I was, I was big on Craig Robinson, but that, that's another story for another day.
1: You were big on Kevin White, and I'm not gonna let you forget yeah, that.
0: Uh, ever. No, I, I won't ever forget that. <laughs> Good. I had a Amari Cooper. Hell yeah.
1: Know what scouting. I also want, <laughs> no, I also don't want you to forget, Chris, that it's time to me? move on to
0: kickers. Oh yeah, here we go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is my wheelhouse can... right here. All right, so my start. I'm gonna stick with Seattle. Jason Myers. I mean, I think the points are going to be coming fast and furious, and the Russell Wilson probably, Russell and Chris Carson probably won't be able to score a touchdown every time they're in there, so Myers will probably kick a few dingers, get double-digit points. Uh, hey, so a sit So my sit him is Robbie Gould. Yes, ah. I mean, I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is ready to play football right now, so I don't trust San Francisco's ability to get in the red zone. Robbie Gould, great kicker. had a great season last year, but anyone that gets a crap-bag defense like Tampa, I don't think San Francisco is going to get a lot of points.
1: Throwing shade at Jimmy G, man. That's
0: I mean, I mean I you see that what Patriots hater. I know. I, I, yes, you caught you. You caught me. I mean, yeah. that 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 preseason game against Denver was very impressive. So I he's right. He's right. He's on the comeback trail.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, for my guys, I'm going to go with uh, starting Justin Tucker. Uh, This is where the operatic section comes in. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he can certainly take it into the end zone himself via his legs, and by all accounts, uh, it seems like he's improved as a passer this offseason. However, I feel like there's inevitably going to be uh, drives that stall out due to his limitations as a passer right now, Uh, but they're going to stall out within field goal range. This is going to be be happening uh, this weekend, so definitely start Justin Tucker, one of the best kickers in the League regardless uh sit eddie pinero 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 Panero.
0: yes uh, I mean, pinero. it's shocking i mean oh, yeah. uh, you need to tell me a bear you're not gonna start a bears kicker wow i believe it when i see it oh. tag double doink i mean considering the pinero i mean we're bears us bears fans are at the point where they're giving condescending applause when a kick goes through the uprights i mean that's where we i mean i don't think like every time uh, uh somebody goes over a kick little little not even a field goal an extra point it's nerve-wracking Right. It's, it's Park- the Robbie Gold curse. The Robbie Gold curse is real. Ryan Pickett never got rid of Robbie Gold, and we're we're atoning for our sins. It's terrible.
1: Cody Parkey's just sitting in bed, cuddling with his wife, just being like, "Where did I go wrong?" You know, not not not, not like he doesn't have a ton of money either.
0: I mean, yeah, uh, I mean the Bears game definitely didn't give him a lot of money for to miss uh, to miss a lot of kicks. Yeah, no, not not, right. a sole, not a soul not a soul rooted for the Bears. Thought the kick was going in. But uh, yes. Anyways, moving on. Let's please not talk right. about this specific. Can't do this right now.
1: All right. So we're gonna uh, move a little bit more to the east in the Midwest. I'm gonna tell you guys to start the Cleveland Brown defense, mainly because Taylor Lewan is missing at, at left tackle, and I think yeah. uh,
0: Miles Garrett is going to feast as a result. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. Who 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 are they rolled out at left tackle? I haven't watched the depth chart.
1: Um, I think it was like some Chili's employee who was uh, over 350. Colin Benjamin. Yes! Yes, i
0: yes! exactly! <laughs>
1: Finally, if Calvin Benjamin resurrected his career as a left tackle, they that would deserve a movie. It would. Nobody no. less
0: than Peter Jackson at it. It, it would. It would truly be one of the most inspiring sports movies of all time. <laughs> Move over, when the game stands tall and draft day
1: I, I i can see like in the trailers it's just, like you know somebody's talking to him like boy you know how
0: to eat and that's what
1: you mean <laughs> <laughs> it's, like,
0: it's, it's like i'm a failed wide receiver what can i, but I still want to play football what should i do <laughs> play tackle, okay and he just goes to camp and dominates
1: right dude freaking what's his name that former yeah that, that former draft pick by the uh raiders number one overall Everyone thought he was really good. But,
0: Russell? Yeah, that, that, yeah, thats where his
1: career should have gone, man. Yeah, exactly. Another inspiring story. Yeah, but he—he he, might have been too heavy. Yeah. But, uh, that's yeah. Point. but basically, who are you going to block on this D line? You know, between, uh, you know, uh, between, uh, you know, Miles Garrett. You got Larry Joby, and then uh, obviously, I'm blanking on the name. The guy he from the probably Giants probably
0: blocked Sheldon Richardson.
1: You can block, <laughs> yeah, you know, probably <laughs> probably block Sheldon Richardson, and I'm blanking. Olivier on Vernon, Olivier yeah. Vernon, Vernon. Thank you, God. I don't know why I didn't even write that down. Uh, also, I think I think greedy greedy Williams and Denzel Ward are more than a match for Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. Uh, yeah. Now, in terms of my sit, Most
0: people
1: are. Now, in terms of my sit, now this is probably not going to be a usual slot for them this season. But I'm going to say you should sit the Jacksonville Jaguars against Patrick Mahomes. I think, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of questions on who the targets are going to be for the Kansas city chiefs, but I think Pat Mahomes, he's the human cheat code. I think he's going to find ways to get Tyreek Hill, Michael Hardman, Travis Kelsey, Damian Williams, and Shady McCoy all involved. I think they're going to see a whole bunch of receptions all around. Not a, maybe not a whole lot in terms of the actual one game, but I wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't want to uh, be a Jalen Ramsey in this game coming up against the former NFL MVP.
0: Yeah. Also, also he kind of Tyreek. MVP. Also, he called Tyreek Hill a return specialist. I think he's still pretty mad about that. So I think yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's not gonna be not gonna be fun out of for Jacksonville. Yeah.
1: Catches catch yellow timber on this one, yeah, baby. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So um. So me for stardom defense. I went with the Eagles because I mean the Redskins uh might have the the limpest offense in the league right now. Trent Williams isn't there. Like it's just not pretty, interesting, man. Exactly, which is a a real tragedy. One of the that Laquon Treble, the two saddest uh, cuts of the the entire offseason. But yeah, I think Philly. Philly has an underrated defense. I think the guy. I think Fletcher Cox, uh, Derek, Derek Barnett, uh, Brandon Graham. They're gonna have a nice afternoon. Against that, against that non-existent Washington offense, and for a situm, I I talked about it earlier. The Texans, I mean, I think I mean that's just a brutal matchup against the against the Saints, particularly with the with the without Clowney and the revamped secondary. Like that's that's something you don't want to touch (laughs) at this stage. All right, so (laughs) you want to rip through the breakout candidates real quick and wrap, bring this baby home.
1: Oh yeah, baby! All right, so breakout candidates. I already talked about this dude, Sony Michelle. I think they're going to try to alleviate a lot of the pressure off Tom Brady. Look for Sony Michelle and James White as well to be getting a whole lot of uh, you know touches this season. But I couldn't exactly see call James White a breakout candidate considering
0: well everybody's been be for like great. six seven years. Yeah, probably yeah, exactly. the best back
1: in the league. <laughs> Straight up, um, another guy. Don't believe in the hype of Kenyon Drake. I'm going with uh, Kalen
0: <laughs> Balish. What? Boo! <laughs> don't recognize greatness,
1: pal. I'm going Caden Ballage, baby. Coach Flores has been really liking this kid all through camp. He's gotten a lot of reps with the ones. There's a new identity in man uh, in Miami, and I think Ballage is going to be behind it. Uh, for my last one, either Dante Pettis, Pettis or Debo Samuel on the 49ers. One of those guys is going to emerge as the number one. One of those guys, I think, is going to be pretty good. Who it is? And the I other guys
0: not yeah. <laughs> uh, no, all right, Chris. All right, we got Johnson's eyes out. Okay. So Okay, so I did. I, so I did a little bit different. I went by position. So a quarterback's a little sketchy, but I'm going the young guy that I think is going to break out this year, Sam Darnold. I'm just all about this Darnold train. Even I don't try. I mean, Gase has a good tracker with quarterbacks. I think Darnold's going to be. I think Darnold's the real deal. I was all about him in college. I'm sticking to it. I, I had. A, I say he's going to be better than Mayfield. I still think that until I'm proven wrong, so let's go Sam Darnold, yes, yes, yes. Um, running back, uh, you talked about him earlier Duke Johnson Jr., I think he's going to really thrive uh, with more touches I think Houston, as you stated, does not have the most reliable uh, receiving core behind DeAndre Hopkins, I think Kenny, Kenny Stills is like a nice second option, but we'll follow uh, Kiki QT, get injured a ton, I think Duke is going to bring a lot to that offense from a pass catching standpoint, between the tackles we'll wait and see, I mean he's he he he's been, he was okay in Cleveland at that, but he didn't I don't think he's a guy you can get 15-20 to Carries a game. Nonetheless, I expect, him to have, I expect him to do very well in an, an increased role in Houston. Uh, receiver D.D. Westbrook. Um, I am all aboard the D.D. Westbrook train. Um, John D. Filippo, the O.C. of Jacksonville, has been very. I mean, he said he was the best uh, route runner uh, he's ever coached, which is wild because he just came from. Minnesota, where Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are, so that's pretty wild. That, that's high praise. Uh, Westbrook going to the Blenikoff in Oklahoma, and I think he got he got almost 800 yards with Blake Bortles and uh, Cody Kessler last year. So I think even if Nick Foles isn't necessarily uh, Super Bowl MVP status in Jacksonville, I think Westbrook should have a nice year. I mean, he's clear number one too. There's really no competition there either. So I think I think he's in a great position to succeed there. Uh, tight end Mark Andrews, uh, Mar- Lamar Jackson, I said not um, not. I I think he's obviously he's going to improve as a passer. Uh, Baltimore's receiving core is completely overhauled. Really. Willie Snead is the only wide receiver that's back from last season. So I think Andrew's is the only guy he has a rapport with. So I, th- I think that, I think he's going to absolutely get the uh, bulk of the looks there and wrapping it up defense. Uh, now everybody's very sad on the team right now. Cause of a, a certain sudden retirement, but I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts defense. Oh. I really like what, I really like what Matty did there last season. And they got, they got a lot of young talent that I really, really, really believe in. Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker, Kenny Moore, Pierre Desir, they added Justin Houston. So I think, I think, they're gonna, I think that defense is going to surprise people this season.
1: All right, all right. Well, there's your breakout candidates, man. So we're going to move on now to final thoughts. My final thought, Jerry Goff just got a $134 million contract with $110 million guaranteed. The day before, Ezekiel Elliott, $90 million, $40 million guaranteed. Chris, who is next, Dak or Amari?
0: Uh, yeah, probably Dak because I thought I think Jerry has no problem with letting Amari walk, particularly after what he dealt with Des Bryant. I think Jerry. I mean, considering he just gave ninety million dollars to Ezekiel Elliott, who this extension won't start till he's twenty six, which is great for a running back. I mean, I mean, particularly the way with the way as Elliott carries the ball, Elliott's under contract till he's thirty two. There, that's really smart, really smart, Jerry. I think Jerry should be going to home. I mean, like, really, this is terrible. But um, yeah, I think I think Prescott will get a contract before Amari. And Jerry will give him his $40 million, which is insane. No, for rain, rain doesn't deserve $40 million. He's not, <laughs> come on, come on, but he's gonna get it. He he's know, gonna he'll get, get it, it, absolutely, which is insane. But and, and the craziest part is the cap's gonna keep going up and up and up. So, like, Prescott's $40 million a year will look like nothing exactly in a couple of years. Same thing with Goff. Mm-hmm. Uh, curious timing though, Giving Goff a deal right after the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, like, I. I, don't, I think golf is getting beaten a little too like, hard. But- like,
1: like you said, the price tag is only going to go up, and they have yeah. they're going to have other people they need to extend it. Oh, some Oh man, point.
0: can I, I? can't wait to see how much the Bears give Trubisky. Oh boy, <laughs> that's going to be fun. The the avocado. Uh, he's a plain bagel quarterback. That's that's how I, I call dude, Mr. Trubisky. I, I don't. I just want him to be okay, <laughs> <laughs> just like a passable guy. Is is, is, that, is that your final thought? Just you know, just, yeah, yeah, I want to a passable quarterback. So yes, yes. You know, my final thought, my final thought is uh, tomorrow night, uh, during the Chicago Bears. Just think of me, think of my plight, because I I am. This is horrifying for me because I'm going into a season where I'm view almost viewing the team through an optimistic lens, which is terrifying. There's expectations. Like I'm 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 starting to look at the NFC bracket and I'm like envisioning a path to. For them to go far in the playoffs, and maybe you're just setting yourself up for a heartbreak, Chris. No, you- no, because I'm I will not. But I said I'm flirting with it. I'm not convinced. <laughs> for me, no. For me, this is a huge step, Liam. This is a huge step. Yeah, you've been hurt before, so you, you, exactly you got you, you to work to open up. No. I get it. I get it. it- over and over, and I, I know again this has nothing to do with fantasy, but you said final thoughts, so I'm just gonna give this final thought on the on the eve of the season. So oh, yeah. people will listen to this tomorrow. So tomorrow. So to, yeah. So tonight. To, tomorrow night. Tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, um, think of me. Think of me, and I will be uh, a mess all day tomorrow, and hopefully my sad my frown will be turned upside down, and hopefully they'll beat the crap out of the Packers tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Or at least. Right. Win.
0: Or just Aaron Rodgers is
1: just gonna whip them.
0: Yeah, but, I'm hoping that Malo. I'm hoping I'm hoping him and Matt LaFleur already hate each other, and they're just like, and there's yeah, right. they get into a fist fight on the sidelines in the second quarter. Like they're, they're, no plays are getting called in. They're getting false start after false start. It's just it's just chaos. <laughs> <laughs> that like, on hard
1: knocks, man. Never mind yeah. John Gruden.
0: Exactly, Gruden <laughs> disappointed. Maybe, maybe LaFleur. Maybe LaFleur and Rodgers yelling at each other will provide the uh, entertainment that we like. We didn't get get all hell of a lot of this season.
1: All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then I'd like to say thank you to you folks for listening to the very first episode of Earful of Fantasy. Remember, you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you use it to uh, to subscribe to Earful of Fantasy, as this show will only be listed on Earful of Dirt's normal feed for another week or two. While you're at it, make sure to give us a like on Facebook if you're full of fantasy, where you can have uh, the most direct interaction with me and Chris, or on Twitter, at EO Fantasy. Thank you, folks, and, f- and may the fantasy gods be kind to you, unless you're playing me. Chris, any final
0: words? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, thanks, thanks you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, This is obviously, I mean, it's is the first episode. I think it went pretty well, and hopefully it will... Uh Keep chugging along in the coming weeks. And, uh, again, thank, thank you for checking it out. Uh, follow our socials. I'll be more – we'll be more active on there. And uh, see you next week. See you. Go Bears. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats.